host of the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello everybody, welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 298 for Dang. October 30th, 2022. <laughs> Greetings, I am Marty. Salutations. Yes. Salutations, I'm Christoph, and uh, appreciate you guys continued listening. Yes. All these episodes later, yeah. I still have no idea. I mean, I can't think of anything special to do for episode 300 aside from, you know, well, sell my five. Uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do, because uh, as was announced this week, as as mentioned, but uh, officially official, mm-hmm. uh, your your boy is uh, in the pro wrestling business officially. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, yeah. Flying V fights versus Super Art Fight officially announced for not the Friday, like I said, got bumped Saturday. December 3rd uh, ah. and at the uh, Silver Spring Black Box Theater, uh, 8 p.m. Tickets on sale right now. Head to uh, flyingvtheater.com. Head to superrfi.com for all the details. Uh, my Pro Wrestling Meets Pictionary show will finally be meeting Pro Wrestling for at least one night only. Yeah. Uh, we've got a hell of a roster announced so far uh, for Flying V. We've got Ring of Honor and New Japan's own world famous CB. Oh, Cheeseburger. Yes. And uh, as seen on AEW Dark, Evil Abby Jane will be appearing. Um, and then uh, from the Super Art Fight side, two former Super Art Fight champions, Baron Von Sexy Fool and. The death medley Titanium, so uh, should be pretty <laughs> kick-ass. Oh, and I don't know how the fuck this worked out. Fucking Bryce Remsburg from AEW yeah. will be one of the officials of the evening, and and he might be doing more than just officiating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pal so, around, man. Yeah, so uh, pretty cool. I I've seen the full roster for the night. It's gonna be a hell of a fun show. Um, we're we're slow playing the announcements, so I, I I can't say anybody else yet. But if you are an AEW Dark or Dark Elevation watcher, you will recognize some of the faces uh, because weirdly enough, Flying V talent tends to get a lot of shots whenever they're in the DMV area. So is it going to be like a, a rotating match sort of thing? They'll do a match, you'll do a match, or is it a? Yes, yes, we'll be we'll be rotating in and out. Although, uh, as you will find out soon, certain members of each roster have pledged allegiance to the other roster. Ah, okay. Yeah, and uh, only one org will stand tall. Uh, it's going to be really exciting and really fun. fun. I'm 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 super stoked about this. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that'll be uh, Saturday, December the third, uh, which puts us a, a week before uh, our OH final battle. We're not we're not in competition with anything yet. Yes. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. There's no there's no AEW show announced for then. No PLEs that we no, know of. No NXT show announced for then because they're going against final battle. 
Uh, right, right. Yeah. They'll we'll, find something. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there will be something that gets in the way. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, if you're coming out and you are a member of the OG538, uh, be sure to say hi. I will be one of the people talking loudly like an idiot. Um, anywho, Chris, uh-huh. a lot of stuff in the world of pro wrestling over the past week. we got a bunch of things to get into. And uh, I guess whether we like it or not, we need to start with the worldwide leader. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports. All right, Chris, I got to ask you. Yep. If you had to guess what member of the people fired from WWE in the past few years made their return this week, who do you think it was? What what uh, what specific person? Yes, which specific person of the many who have been fired over the past, let's call it five years, because wow. they seem to be hiring all of them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who I mean, I would think did the wheel land on this week. If you look at what they what this person was able to do and accomplish outside of the WWE sphere, making a name for themselves and winning championships and, uh, you know, being successful, uh, self-made success, uh, I would say, you know, probably Zack Ryder or something. Mm. No, nope, not, not Zack Ryder, right. at least not this time. OK. All right. Um, let's see. Who else has been released? Uh, I can't imagine it being a Nia Jax. Mm. Not Nia Jax. No. OK. Who else is out? Um, who else got the axe that hasn't shown up anywhere? I can't. I don't know. I'm fucking out of people. Who it was, it? was. Emma. <laughs> OK. <sighs> I mean, I've got nothing against to she seems like a nice lady, uh, you know, uh, part of the absolutely uh, life-changing Ring of Honor stable lifeblood. God knows they they changed the game. Wait, she was in Ring of Honor? She was in Ring of Honor and she was part of lifeblood, yes. <laughs> Do not recall that happening. Okay, all right. Uh, she had a cup of coffee in Impact for a year or two. Yeah, yeah. She's still wearing the glasses and the biker gloves. That she gimmick is thing. still wearing the glasses and she the still biker. got a fat donk on her. Uh, yeah, that's all right. That's all, all right. right. I mean, look, the that game has been redefined so strongly in just the past few years that mm. you know what what was once quality is not necessarily this the same as it is now. The level of sure. athleticism. The bar has been raised. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Emma's back. Okay. She had a match with Ronda Rousey, which was fine. Uh, I, I was, I, I personally was not as effusive about it as our dear Justin was on this week's Schlegel Soapbox, which is available on our Patreon page. Um, I, I thought it was fine. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Because th- there's word coming out slowly about the other people who... Paul Levesque wishes to re-sign and bring back. Okay, what kind of word? um, Well, uh, one who may appear as early as Monday, as we are on the road to Saudi Arabia, because we got a Saudi show next weekend, Uh uh, is we may see Chelsea Green show up on Monday. Uh Oh, hence the not yet for Zack Ryder. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, Chelsea may be going back to WWE. Chelsea Green, of course, broke her wrist multiple times in developmental. Price. And on the main roster. Price? Uh, t- it was two or three times. I don't remember exactly. I just know it was like, oh, she <laughs> showed up, 
She broke her wrist. Yeah. She got the ability to come back and then bumped to main roster, broke her wrist again. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see if she breaks her wrist this time. I don't know. Uh, I hope not. That's bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't want it to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know for whom the needle moveth in, in this scenario. Uh, yeah, I got head on and all that on. Uh, and and I, I hate continuing to just belabor this point, but it's it's how I feel about this. We are now three weeks into the return of Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt, as I pointed out when he came out, hey, great promo. Don't really have a next step for him. Then he was on SmackDown. Another great promo. No real next step. Is he going against Drew McIntyre? Is he going after Sheamus? Is he going uh-huh. after the tribal chief? The, the tribal chief? No, not yet. We are now three weeks in, and his feud appears to be with some dude named Uncle Howdy. Uh huh. Okay. The hottest is Rob Zombie directing this fucking uh, return of Bray Wyatt here. Considering it is taking a prime property. And absolutely making you wonder why you were ever interested in it. It's certainly possible. <laughs> like, what did the, what did people expect from a return from Bray Wyatt? I Honestly. don't know. I don't know. People wanted it very badly. Very badly. Yeah, they were very the bad about it. But I don't know what anyone expect. I mean, shit. If he was on Raw, he could at least feud with Judgment Day over like who's most spooky. You know, yeah. like, there there would be something there. There would be some meat on the bone. Plus, Bray Wyatt at one point broke Finn Balor's neck in yeah. a match. Yeah. Perfect <laughs> reasoning for them there to go, go against you. Oh, and, and, and you know, maybe there could be something like uh, uh, if if he does have this Wyatt Six group as rumored, maybe they could do a thing with uh, Rhea against Alexa, you know, big and spooky versus little and spooky. Like, there could have been something there. I don't know. But instead, you have nothing. He hasn't worked a match. He just talks at length. It means nothing. And his feuds with another dude in a mask who may or may not be Ring of Honor's Vincent. Okay. I mean, sure. Throw another QR code up there for the nerds to do some fucking internet sleuthing. I don't give a shit, man. Right. Right. And and, and again, I hate belaboring and, and underlining a point. You can bring all these people back, Paul. It's awesome. I, I appreciate some of them that you're rehiring. Not just because you're not hiring them in AEW, but right? Because you know some of these people. It's like, all right, it's awesome for, for them. You know, hey, I bet Johnny Gargano's getting paid like crazy, which he fucking needs to be considering how much money he spends on vintage '90s toys still in package, right? But didn't didn't change anything for me. It didn't didn't make me flip the channel. Sure hasn't made me tune in. That's for goddamn sure. And <clears throat> he's done. Nothing. He's kind of now involved in this Ms. Dexter Loomis feud that continues. Still, yeah, yeah. the the new The new part of this is, uh, well, uh, Johnny is kind of acting like a translator for Dexter Loomis because Loomis doesn't talk. Uh huh. Johnny says that Dexter Loomis knows a secret about the Miz. God, I did see one bit uh, that did make me chuckle. Um, it was a promo between the Miz and Gargano and the Miz is talking about telling the truth about something. And then out comes our truth. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> and does our true things, which is just fantastic. I'm, I'm happy that guy's still getting paid. Hey, uh, he showed up actually on, on NXT on Tuesday. Uh, NXT? He, yeah, our truth popped up because uh, the new North American champion, Wes Lee, Lee uh-huh. uh, cut a promo, you know, doing the standard, oh, I'm a champion, I'll be a fine champion. Our truth popped up and challenged him to a match at Halloween Havoc, which was the prior Saturday, and he found out. And- <laughs> during the promo. So oh, that that gimmick never gets old for me. I got it. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's what they're doing now over on NXT. Fuck it. Here's a main roster person. Yeah. Well, okay. Cool. But yeah, I, <laughs> I to echo what we talked about in the the soapbox. They have one of the best storylines in pro wrestling going right now with the bloodline, with Roman Reigns, with all of that. I I, I think it's a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn fucking rules in this role. But I've seen nothing that tells me that they know how to tell a second act or a third act right. in any of these stories. The wheels are turning, but uh, we're staying in the same place. And if everything is still what was believed to be true, that it's fucking Dwayne versus Roman at WrestleMania. We ain't getting the blow off for Sammy anytime soon. Well, I don't know if you heard this, but the hierarchy of power in the DC universe has changed. It has, and it doesn't fucking include Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you have a decidedly mid opening weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. The the timing of this announcement was uh, pretty indicative there. I, I, I feel like. Not not to go on too much of a tangent, but you know what? Fuck it. It's our podcast. We can do that. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. It's more interesting to talk about in WWE. Yeah. Uh, I feel like had that opening weekend gross been a bit – because it was fine. It was fine. The opening well. gross was It made fine. money. However – Not gangbusters money. Not Batman money. It, it, it not fucking Marvel money, which not is Marvel. what they want. Sure. Which has been the biggest problem for Warner Brothers and DC this whole time. Yeah. They want – you know what? I might be able to dovetail the two in here. They want to be the thing. They want yeah. to be the cool thing. They want people to go, oh, shit. A DC movie is on par with a Marvel movie. Yeah. It's doing fine. It's doing well enough. But it's not quite the same. Well, DC always DC movies always do well enough. But they, but it, they used to be the, aside from the Cape Crusader. Nothing right. has made the money uh, that Marvel has made. And exactly. Even the, you know, depending on who you ask, even, you know, not so much myself, but uh, a lot of Marvel diehards are kind of even cooling on Marvel with, uh, you know, the past year's worth of movies, which all of which I've enjoyed. Yeah, uh, but I, 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 I certainly to, understand. Wakanda well, forever next week, even, but even fucking, even fucking Eternals. You sure about that? That was a, that was that was not this year. That was the year before. OK, OK. All right. Eternals anyway. had its moments. Mm. It was just too bloated. It looked uh, it was fucking gorgeous. It looked though. gorgeous. I was ready to nap it was amazing wallpaper but uh anyway i feel like had that movie broke a hundred million dollars opening weekend fucking dwayne johnson and hiram garcia would have been announced as the new heads of the dc universe and instead they're going with the guy who produced shazam and the guy who loves making dick jokes about john cena yeah well i mean the suicide squad was fantastic yes but even that was you know, in terms of its success, was fine. Well, I know it came out during on the HBO pandemic, Max, but so <laughs> I watched it on HBO Max. I'm sure yeah. I'm not paying. I right. think, and I was talking about this with with somebody the other day. The last movie 
um, of DCEU non-Batman that I paid to see in theaters, mm-hmm. I think was the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League, just because I had an afternoon off and it was like a $4 ticket. I'm like, all right, I'll see what all this garbage is. I was going to say, I saw it in theaters as well, but that was that was during Prime Movie Pass era. Right, so right, right. I don't know if anyone got paid in that exchange. I, I just know I paid $10 to see a shit ton of movies with venture sure. capitalist funds. Anyway, this is making me think a lot about this return era of okay. WWE. Ratings have stabilized for WWE. Good. Attendance is leaning to up. They are a foolproof business. They are a turnkey operation. They will make money hand over fist, absolutely regardless of what they do. However, much like Warner Brothers with DC, where they're like, it's creators you love. It's actors you enjoy. We're bringing them to the DC universe. None of it has moved the needle. What of these returns that Paul Levesque is undoubtedly paying a lot of money for mm-hmm. have made anyone come back to see? The closest I can think of is Bray. And that feels like it is just like the, you could see the cracks in the ice that they're standing on forming. Oh, yeah. More and yeah. more every week. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's it's y- you need direction you need a sense of fucking purpose here and that has not been established i mean sure the the the, you know the the glow of the um of the return and yeah everybody was talking about it but you know fucking what next and don't get me wrong it's it's not all you know fucking rainbows and and lucky charms on the fucking AEW side of things especially lately all the Ring of Honor shit. I, I I really dislike how many great talents they have that aren't on television. Ricky Starks. Yeah. But they're trying things and they play out shit Look, in as I much think, as they can. You know, I think the we're, last we're yeah, not going to see the end of the CM Punk angle. That's for sure. No, no, no. That, that door has uh, been <laughs> slammed shut and then kicked sure. in again. Um, <clears throat> I think, yeah. I, I think at least the last couple episodes of Dynamite have regained some momentum. Totally. And, you know, they're kind of swinging in the right direction. We got uh, Full Gear coming up in a couple weeks. And, you know, I feel like the pieces of the puzzle are starting to be assembled and and put into place. Um, But, you know... I didn't even know who Roman Reigns was fighting until Justin mentioned Logan Paul on the on the soapbox. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's happening. And I was yeah. like, you know, everybody's talking about these uh, bloodline segments, but they're all just with the bloodline. And I'm like, right. well, who's he fighting? And I, I was going to ask that until he mentioned uh, Logan Paul. And then you mentioned Crown Jewels. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was a thing. Um, but, you know, you can have great segments. But again, sure, Logan Paul is a money match. And sure. I'm not saying that it's not. I don't see much. Um, For you personally, it, it does not winning. move the needle. But no, and I, I enjoyed Logan Paul's match at SummerSlam. I thought he did yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, I said it on the show. I was I was eating crow. I was like, okay, this guy fucking gets it and could be a pro wrestler. And but to throw him right in there with fucking head of the table Roman Reigns, that's a yeah, that is that is a fucker walk moment, man. Because yeah. if you screw up, you are screwing up on a massive stage. 
Right, and you don't want to screw up in Saudi Arabia for yeah, no, I, reasons, I, 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 pal. I have problems if you screw up there. Uh, yeah. Double let, check let, your uh, luggage before you get on that plane there. <laughs> right, uh, if you're allowed to get on the plane. Yeah. Um, so uh, here's the current card for Blood Money in the Jungle. Uh, uh-huh. We've got uh, the Usos defending the uh, Undisputed Tag Titles against the Brawling Brutes of Ridge Holland and Butch. Oof. Not even Seamus in there? Okay. Uh, well, Seamus just got married, so he's on I know. He's on honeymoon. Um, I mean, that should be Get fine. blood money paycheck, but uh, Fair. Uh, Pete Dunne and the Usos in that match tells me it should be fine. Sure. Um, we've got Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Bailey in a last woman standing match that... Based off uh, of Monday, I assume Nikki Cross is going to get involved in. It's an interesting uh, type of gimmick match to promote. Yeah, last woman Arabia. standing in Saudi Arabia is maybe not the most uh, mm. thought through of concepts. Yeah. Uh, we got a battle of the Giants, Braun Strowman versus Omos, which Ugh. is really just made for people to go, God damn, look at that guy. God damn, look at that guy. There's some tall, tall men. I don't know if people in Saudi Arabia are as uh, enthused by large gentlemen as we are here in the States. I don't know if there is rube. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if you, uh, you know, put a couple oil drums around the ring, it'll it'll help in that match. <laughs> we got Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a steel cage match, which fine. Okay. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, which might actually be good. Yeah, that match could fuck. Um, let's just hope Bobby Lashley doesn't take all the suplexes on his shoulders again and injures mm-hmm. himself. Uh, we got a six-man tag of the OC of AJ Styles with Gallows and Carl Anderson, who will not be on the New Japan show on the same day, uh, against the Judgment Day of Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the main event, Roman Reigns against Logan Paul for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Not a hefty card. No, I mean, it's not a bad card by any means. Uh, if if I were the type to actually watch the Saudi Arabia shows, I, I think it'd be a fun watch. But mm-hmm. it, it ain't mania, that's for sure. Um, no. You know, it's it's fine. It's decidedly fine. And that, that more than anything is kind of the, the problem. What Paul Levesque's era of WWE has been is a lot of debuts and fine booking there with the exception of the bloodline which i feel like is really them tripping it's face performance based. success that's performance based more than booking based though right um yeah there's there's not there's not been a lot to sink my teeth into on that show uh but it's what it is yeah all right hey let's talk about this company i don't even know what's going on over here so this is me what you got well, they're doing a tournament, right? Uh, they are doing the TV title tournament. That's uh, right. Another new fucking title. Yes. Uh, another new title. Um, and the semifinal matches uh, are occurring. Actually, I think two might have happened that we haven't even seen yet. Uh, but uh, we've got um, what are we looking at right now? Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to to follow through this. Uh, if I remember correctly, Ren Narita defeated Ishii. Yes, Is it Ren Narita defeated right? In what it was Ishii. apparently a banger of a match. Yes, I've heard that match was absolutely <sighs> fucking killer. And we're going to. 
Red Narita is uh, Shibata reincarnate. Uh, yes, apparently. Yes, uh, that's that's absolutely the what what is happening here. Uh, okay. We're also going to get Sonata versus Kenta. Uh, okay. Um, oh, uh, Red is facing Toru Yano in the quarterfinals. Okay. Um, Toru Yano advanced to the finals due to the interference of one great Muda, who right. will now be on the historic crossover show okay. on November 20th, the New Japan Stardom show. More on Muda in a minute. Yeah, I was just going to say, I saw something that came out this morning about yes. him. Yes. Uh, also, uh, we're going to have uh, Zack Sabre Jr. go against Evil in the semifinals. So, I mean, all right. I mean, I'm never excited for an Evil match, but I do enjoy Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. So uh, we're we're getting closer and closer to having this all uh, all wrapped up. Uh, I got a question for you. I, I'll have an answer for you. What up? How much do you think the budget for eyeliner is in the Evil Io Shirai household? Oh, it's got to be very high. Like, <laughs> although like, you know, I mean, we're what? talking ten percent of uh, annual uh, intake here. Well, I think Io Shirai is probably covered by the WWE makeup gun, which uh, has okay. done as much as I love her. It's done horrible, horrible things to Rhea Ripley. Like, I mean, she, she looks a like face? a cartoon now. <laughs> I never look at her face. I'm sorry. I, I recognize, but it looks like they just draw thick line sharpie on her face at this point. So I, I'd imagine EO probably gets hers for free. It's comp by the company. Okay. All right. All right. That's Evil, perfect. though, if he's smart, I don't know how many followers he has on Insta. It's time to get some SpawnCon going on. Right? Yeah. Get yourself some influencing money here, Evil. <laughs> All right. Who doesn't want to sponsor a guy named Evil for uh, Revlon Mascara? Uh, yeah. Or, or he Japanese could get one of those is. random, like, gothy uh, uh, makeup brands that they sell to Hot Topic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do they have Hot Topics in Japan? That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, Japan, as much... New Japan used to sell shirts to Hot Topic. And as much like anime Japanese shit is in an, an American Hot Topic, I'd yeah. be curious to see what a Japanese Hot Topic looks like. So I'm going to Google that after we get off the recording. Uh, great I great call. Uh, so uh, in addition to all of that, um, what has been said about the never title match that's supposed to happen next weekend, the one that Carl Anderson will not be at, uh-huh. uh, it said that uh, New Japan has for the best – this was a statement on New Japan's website. New Japan has for the past several days attempted to negotiate with Anderson, has not been met with a response. Should Anderson decide to renege on his scheduled championship match, he will be required to vacate the never open weight championship and return to belt to New Japan immediately. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're getting a new never open weight champion. Unlike what I expected, though, Carl Anderson did not show up on either New right. York show this week. Uh, I Although this is a dream team of baby faces on the uh, on one of those New York shows. Yeah. Yeah. So Thursday was the mystery card and it featured the most surreal mixture of returns and random indie dudes on the show. Um, Kevin Knight, and the DKC faced. Rocky Romero and the returning Alex Kozlov as a forever okay. hooligans made their return to New Japan. Wasn't uh, it the guy doing uh, commentary on uh, Strong? He was doing commentary on Strong. Okay. I don't know if this right. is a one-off or if he's back for real, but huh. we got that going on. Fred Rosser defended the uh, Strong title against WCW legend Crowbar. <laughs> what? <laughs> and after the match, he was challenged by Jonathan Gresham. Okay. So we're getting a Fred Rosser, Jonathan Gresham match for the strong title soon. And that's Darren Young, right? Uh, yes. Former the Darren former Darren Young. Darren Young. Um, <laughs> okay. Aussie Open defeated 
the SAT, the Spanish announced team, and a early aughts. I'm sorry, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia team that made their name. Uh, they 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 were part of a trio with Red. That's how they broke out together. Okay, uh, but it was uh, Jose and Joel Maximo uh, were their names. They. I think Jose was out of the business for a few years. They recently popped back up. Um, Joel had been working with another quote unquote Maximo. They invented the Spanish fly. That was their thing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. To, to give you an idea of who they were. Um, I honestly don't know who two people in this match are. Okay. Mike Bailey faced Mascara Dorada. Okay. Smiley and Mighty Monte. Don't know who Smiley or Mighty Monte are, but. Mike Bailey and Mascara Dorada sounds sure. fucking killer. Yeah. Um, Minoru Suzuki defeated Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Okay. Hot Sauce will get in a payday. Hell yeah. Uh, and Shingo Takagi defeated Jake something of impact fame. All right. Uh, and then the main event was, as you said, all the baby faces. It was uh, a 10 man elimination tag match. It was Amazing Red, Eddie Kingston, Homicide, John Moxley, Yo, and Kazuchika Okada defeating from the Bullet Club, Jay White, El Fantasmo, and Juice Robinson, and from Team Filthy, Tom Lawler, Jarrell Nelson, and Royce Isaacs. Wait, why would you have Yo in that match if Shooter came out with Mox? I have no idea. <laughs> what the fucking stupid shit is that? All right. Yeah. I'm also wondering if the uh, the report on Observer is incorrect because they have Yo listed. Um, let me check the other results. I mean, it, you know, it's it's. I mean, awesome. no, no, no. You make a, a very, very strong point. What it was Yo? Well, all right. Well, yeah, all right. But then on Friday, uh, again, some some surprise appearances and such. Um, and, and some talent that weren't expect to be on there cause they didn't get their visas until Thursday. <laughs> so, uh, Kylie Ray and Tiara James defeated the stardom duo of Waka Tsukiyama and Mira Shikawa. Okay. Um, Yujiro Takahashi, Yujiro Takahashi and Sho defeated Yo and Rocky Romero. Okay. Uh, we have new strong upward weight tag team champions as Ozzy Open Lawson in a triple threat. The Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris wow. Saban won them. Also in the match were Kevin Knight and the DKC. Hell Saban. Um, oh, the Gresham match was the following night. So Fred Rosser defeated Jonathan Gresham, retaining the belt. Gotcha. Uh, Shota Amino, Wheeler Yuta, and Homicide defeated Tom Lawler, Jarrell Nelson, and Royce Isaacs. That's that a match. Great- is mostly notable because Yuta was supposed to be on Rampage. Right. And then had to pull out for this show. Uh That got blocked. Oops. Yeah. Not great. Um, Minoru Suzuki defeated Clark Connors. Ken Shamrock cornered Clark Connors in that. Wow. Yeah. What's Ken Shamrock look like? Ken Shamrock look like in 2022. If you put, Ken Shamrock of 1997 uh-huh. into one of those dehumidifiers they use for beef jerky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's it. That's what he looks like now. That's a great description. Um, Mayo Iwatani from Stardom d- successfully defended the SWA World Championship against Kylan King. Uh-huh. Uh, Shingo Takagi defeated El Fantasmo to retain the King of Pro Wrestling title in a New York City street fight. And they read the rules. They both showed up wearing jeans. Nice. Uh, and then the main event, uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson defeated Okada and Eddie Kingston. Eddie taking the 
Yes. L there, I'd imagine. Yes. Okay. Uh, they also announced that they are going to be returning to San Jose, California next year. And guess who showed up saying he's going to be in New Japan real soon? Matt Taven? Nope. Leo Rush. <laughs> sure, Leo. Whatever you say, bud. Whatever yeah, you say. You, yeah, you'll show up and you'll have two matches and then something will happen and yeah. then you'll go away. You'll, you'll retire because you're a full-time rapper or something. Ugh. Oh boy! Anyway, yeah, that, that's where New Japan's at right now. We've got the big uh, November five show, so we'll have more to talk about with them next week. But what's interesting in the world of Japanese wrestling? We talked about Muda a little bit earlier. It was announced in the wee hours of the morning U.S. time today that on the January first Noah show at Budokan mm-hmm. Hall called Noah the New Year twenty twenty three, the Great Muda <clears throat> as part of his ongoing retirement series both as great yeah. muda and keiji muto will be facing shinsuke nakamura fucking hell yeah who will be coming to japan for that match so um, uh, papa h opens a forbidden door huh yeah papa h opens a forbidden door to the burger king of japanese pro wrestling <laughs> <laughs> well does this mean perhaps a, a muda appearance in the fed uh so i have Already seen some scuttlebutt that this may mean that Muda will be part of this year's Hall of Fame class. Ah, okay. Yes. I mean, they've been inducted plenty of WCW only people, so right, right. So you know, he's yeah. got a history of NWA, which of course Paul Levesque just jerks yeah. off over at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, game respect game. I get it, uh, but you know, it's it's definitely an interesting choice in 2022 to have the Great Muda be one of the people inducted. Um, I do also wonder because uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year is uh, dedicated to Antonio Inoki and Uh, Nakamura is going to be in town if he's going to pop up later that week to be a part of Wrestle Kingdom, even if just as an appearance. Sure. Yeah. Um, So it's definitely interesting that Nak is being given this opportunity. Historically, it's not that weird for wwe wwf talent to be lent out internationally um there was a, a match years ago of the the former uh hakushi jinshay senzaki mm-hmm. win against the undertaker in 97 in a, a random mishinoku pro show uh, yeah but that was pre-streaming you know? right right it was pre-streaming pre all these things were like vader and ken shamrock got sent to fmw in the late 90s and yeah and things like that so it's it's not that weird historically it's just when you think about easily the past 20 years that this seems unfathomable i mean hell liger went to nxt once so yeah i I guess anything's possible here um it's just definitely like how the fuck did this happen and also what version of nakamura are we gonna get in this match because Muda right now needs somebody to work for two to have a match. Yeah. With him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, I'm this sure is... not can still go. He doesn't have to go right that way in WWE. Like he used to have to in right. Japan. So yeah. Uh, the, if you do check out this match, it is not going to be for uh, match quality. Great. It's more yeah. going to be for the, uh, the pageantry. Um, but yeah. So very, very interesting. there. also interesting this week. AEW, Chris, do you want to talk about all of the things that came out this week related to the brawl out gripe bomb? Do you I feel like to- everybody's read that shit. Okay. Punk ain't coming back. Punk ain't coming back. He's now saying his dog got hurt. Everyone's saying he's full of shit. 
I think really the bigger question mark at this point is, is Punk going to completely eat every single word he's ever said and sign back up with the Fed? Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. I I think it's likely to. And the elites return imminent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, They would not have been on television in that weird vignette if they weren't on their way. What I did think was interesting was uh, more people getting signed by AEW. Two more signees, at least according to Mike Johnson over at PW Insider. Okay. As uh, both Bandito officially put pen to oh, paper. Oh, nice. Good. Uh, and Juice Robinson is apparently heading into the dub, which okay. a few years ago I would have been fine with. And now I'm just like, what, what the fuck do you do with him? Is he still doing the rock hard gimmick? Yes. Yeah, I don't need that. Yeah. So weird choices. But AEW was live in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, and uh, Dynamite kicked off with a hell of a tag team match. It was the uh, BCC against the JAS one more, one more again, as it was Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta going against Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia. Denny. Um, William oh. Regal decided to kick off the match by making everyone in the booth uncomfortable, calling as he's want to do Excalibur a creme brulee. Yeah, wanting to wanting him to melt inside him. Yes, yes. I mean, I feel like there's going to be you know the the in, replacing the post match scrum is just going to be Regal and Excalibur fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for it. Uh, you know what? The next pay per view because they won't have to deal with Turner being like, "Hey, watch language." Like, and hello, Excalibur. I'd love to fuck you. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> no subtext whatsoever. And then out of nowhere, out comes Excalibur's wife and starts <laughs> you know beating the shit out of William Regal. Well. As was established on commentary, if you watch the fight, he's the only one who loves his he's wife. He's the only one who loves his wife. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that, yeah. that tracks. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, Taz, Shivani, Regal, they've all been married many years and Excalibur recently married. So, yeah, yes. that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Th- <laughs> so good. So good. It was but, great. But also good was this match. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I have to say, Utes mega over in Norfolk. Yes. Um, even more so than than Claudio up until the finish where Claudio did his insanely human uh, tricks that Claudio only can do. Yeah. Uh, both the, you know, fireman's carry, uh, spinner, spinner, spinny thing, yes. um, airplane, not even airplane spin, but, you know, the spin. Yes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's the one. And then his crazy hot tag uh, motion of just plowing through all members of the JAS at ringside and then getting the uh, the win. Uh, but, yeah, everybody looked great in this match. And shockingly, what, it was it was Claudio who pinned Jericho in this? Yeah, yeah. Top rope uppercut gets yeah. the finish clean as a sheet. Right. Um, Middle ring. So I assume we're getting Claudio Jericho at final battle in December. Uh, cool. Which, I mean, that's a great main event for that. Sure. Uh, the one thing that, and this doesn't take anything away from Claudio. The one thing that I learned by seeing him do his big hot tag moment, which he did time and time again in WWE. I think this was yeah. the first time he got to do it in AEW. My dude still got it. Still looks really good. But John Silver runs literal circles around him when it comes to that spot. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, he's smaller and faster. Right. I'm just saying, like, just when, when you've seen speed. it done this way, it's hard to appreciate the OG as much. Eh, I still appreciate it. Uh, but at, post-match, Renee Paquette was backstage with Brian Danielson as the Talking Smack duo was finally reunited on television. It was, yeah, it was great to see. Uh, Danielson, uh, very frustrated. He lost to Jericho. 
that Daniel Garcia turned on him and Wheeler Yuta talked back to him. He said, you know what? I'm going to take out all my frustrations on Sammy Guevara, to which I say, fuck yeah. Yep. And I also said, fuck yeah, on my television when Wheeler Yuta just interrupts and gets in Danielson's face and says, I'm not a kid. I'm a growing ass man and I'm tired of this shit. Starts yeah. getting up in his ass. Claudio trying to play peacemaker, which I thought was adorable because Claudio could, if he wanted to, just pick them up like two angry dogs and right. carry them away. As he's done the Moxley multiple times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hysterically so. <laughs> uh, but uh, Claudio said, you know, after Danielson beats Guevara, we're going to sit down and talk this out like gentlemen. Nice little yeah. segment. Then uh, we got the video package of the elite basically snapping throughout AEW history. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanos-style snap. Or if you want, he got McFly'd. As, uh, <laughs> well, the, the, it's been the, replaced. Yes. It's, it's, uh, it's the nuke the fridge to jumping the shark sort of uh, analogy there. Right. Um, not acknowledged anything further beyond that. The video was posted without comment yeah. on uh, the AEW socials. But yeah, the elite are coming back. Yeah, so we got that going on there. Tony Schiavone was backstage with the entire Jericho Appreciation Society. They were screaming about something, but I couldn't tell you what because the audio was garbage. Yeah, there was something with that mic. Either there was a loose cable or a dying battery, but uh, yeah, that did not sound very good. All I know is they were angry, and that's really what's important. To the point where they refilmed that entire segment and then aired it on Rampage. Oh, did you yeah. catch that? I, I did not catch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, then we had another great fucking match as it was swerving our glory against FTR for the number one contendership and holy fucking shit, swerving our glory won. I know, I know. And not only that, Swerve got his ass handed to him by FTR. Yeah, they, they he beat did. Him like he owed him money. Uh, it was uh, it, to the point where I was starting to get like, okay, guys, you can maybe pull back a little bit. It's starting <laughs> to get a little uncomfortable. Um, but a fantastic match. And the more I thought about the finish with mm-hmm. the um, – so the ass boys were at ringside. Mm-hmm. And they've been talking shit to FTR for a number of weeks here. Um, and then the ass boys held cash into the barricade while Dax got pinned by Keith. I don't uh, remember yes. that pin. Um, but at first it was like, ah, oh, fuck fucking ass boys. But, and then it was like, oh fuck FTR just lost her number one contendership. It makes, it makes sense because yeah. you know, this Keith Lee swerve story, as we've learned since rampage is far from finished. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the FTR have to get past the ass boys before they can get their, their titles back. So right. it makes a lot of sense storyline wise. Yeah. And the ass boys got the good kind of heat. The fuck these guys. Exactly. Kind of exactly. And, and swerve, you know, showing he can play dirty as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By by, you know, throwing cash into the uh, right. barricade so that the ass boys would grab him. Right. Um. Plus, you know, the acclaimed and swerving our glory are one and one. We get the rubber match. Uh. We'll we'll see how that plays out. I assume whoever wins will eventually drop the belts to FTR. Uh, and then maybe we'll finally do FTR versus Bucks for every single bit of gold. Who knows, though? Yeah. Because uh, FTR is supposed to be going to Japan next week. Uh, oh. They're going to be defending the IWGP titles. And then at the end of the year, they're going to Mexico to defend the AAA titles. So okay. I don't know. Well, we will see what happens there. Uh, Renee Paquette was backstage with Soraya. Uh, she got interrupted by Britt Baker. Renee said, uh, we got to stop doing this and we should actually hash this out properly, which yeah. will be on the Baltimore show next week, which 
God damn, I'm glad I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't regret not getting tickets for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 up until this past Wednesday, I was like, ah, oh, damn it, I really want to go to Dynamite. And then I'm sure there's still tickets available. Though. Oh, no doubt. But I'm just saying. You could probably get like a $5 ticket at you know, 4 yeah. p.m. on Wednesday if you really want well, to head down. I also have a wedding to go to this weekend, so I'm trying uh, to avoid my exposure to people. Yeah. Uh, this is also why I didn't go to Baltimore Comic Con this weekend. Um, but yeah, I was just like, uh, I didn't go because I'm poor. Well, I mean, great reason. <laughs> um, so Renee Paquette was then out in front of the live crowd and introduced MJF. MJF she got her steps in, huh? Yeah, she was she was running around like she was Tony Schiavone. Uh, MJF is 1998 rock right now. Yeah. Yeah, every the, he has the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand anytime there's a microphone in front of his mouth. And his impression of John Moxley. I wanted to mention this on the soapbox and I didn't get a chance to, but man, I chortled when he was doing the Mox impression. So Spot good. fucking on. Doing the Mox impression. In front of Renee. And doing it in front of Renee. So goddamn good. Uh, but, you know, he said, you know what? I won't use a dynamite diamond ring at full gear. He's going to prove to everyone that he wasn't good enough. He's going to shove it down their throats when he becomes AW world champion. But then Stokely Hathaway interrupts a catchphrase. Bad idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Mox was like, let's, I was not Mox. Uh, MJF was, let's make it clear. If Moxley gets past Pentagon tonight, firm should not touch a hair on his head. Because if the firm does, Stokely's fired. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. We had a video package promoting that it was going to be Matt Taven versus Wardlow on Rampage. And I screamed as if I found out a family member died. <laughs> then we had Brian Danielson defeating Sammy Guevara in a very good match. Yeah, Guevara was uh, a little fired up, man. He was throwing some fucking bows at yeah. Brian here and getting them in kind in return. So... Uh, yeah, I liked the the fire and intensity here. Three for three for the night, man. It was it was a great fucking show. Yeah. Then uh, Renee Paquette was uh, backstage with Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix is like, you know what? Pentagon's gonna be a double champion. Pack was a double champion. It's time for Phoenix to be a double champion. Hell yeah, brother! He wants to go for the All Atlantic title, but then Christian and Luchasaurus pop up saying, "Hey, no, 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 no! Jungle Boy beat you. My guy beat Jungle Boy. Yeah. So he should get the shot. So Orange Cassidy just." saunters in and says uh all right let's uh let's have a match and that was that i love all these title defenses for oc being triple threat matches yeah because he's really good in them and you know i wonder i'd imagine they're gonna do something with the history of uh luchasaurus breaking uh ray phoenix's elbow or whatever it was if at they one point when they, they beat the title immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. So Phoenix being all fired up to to get some revenge on Luchasaurus here. I, I don't expect a title change, not but I lot. certainly would not scoff at Ray Phoenix being a champ champ. That would be unbelievably cool. I'd be very yeah. happy with that. Uh, Jamie Hayter defeated uh, Riho. Another awesome match. Fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, Riho is so fucking good, and Jamie Hayter was the perfect base for all of her high yeah. fly baby face shit like she it was sells her ass off man so good and you know that ass is a lot to sell off so yes. by god yeah and then post-match tony storm comes out holds up holds up the belt and stares down jamie hater 
So clearly that match will be happening in the near future. I hope that's a pay-per-view match and I hope Jamie wins. No offense, Tony. No offense, Tony. Yeah, but haters mega over anywhere she goes. And then, you know, then Britt turns on her and tries to get the title back. And then we get Jamie away from Britt. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like that's the good way for this to go here. Renee Paquette again backstage, this time with Eddie Kingston. I love the dynamic of these two. Yeah, it's it's the yeah, it's the 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 best friend and wife of of one uh one John Mox here. Yes. Uh but Eddie Kingston uh the the whole point was talking about how he's he's been troubled recently uh, mm-hmm. with his anger issues, but Eddie flashed his smile and said, "It's all right. He's okay. Everything's fine." He'd rather yeah. talk about his boy Rather talk about his friend, his best friend. His best friend getting a title shot against his other best friend tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he he uh, thought Moxley was going to take it. And sure enough, main event, John Moxley, Pentagon Jr., Pentel Zero Miedo, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Great fucking match. Hell, Hell of a yeah, topper brother. to a Hell great yeah, card. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Penta, though he lost, he did have to be taken out by a regular paradigm shift into the death rider yeah so uh kept him strong strong penta's gear ruled by the way that's the classic penta gear what but like the mask it being oh, all the black gear the entrance yeah, gear yeah, yeah. was dope the the mask being all black and, and the uh the robe that had yeah. on his shoulders his former gimmicks like i right. thought that looked so cool yeah, um, the presentation was there he's a fucking superstar man yeah but then after the match out comes the firm and they all attack Moxley, which these uh, other assholes. Yeah, uh, which again, I don't mind these guys. Just this combination doesn't really do a lot for me. Uh, and I'm I'm actually frustrated because the thing I liked about the initial promo with the firm was they set up these storylines. Right. Ethan Page is going to go for the All Atlantic title. Lee Moriarty is going to go after the Ring of Honor pure title Daniel Garcia is holding. Uh, the guns are going to go against FTR. Yes, we got Ethan Page versus Pac once. Right. Lee Moriarty done nothing. Turns out he's going to be doing something, but undoubtedly eating a loss. W. Mm-hmm. Morris is just there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guns are eventually having their match with FTR, but they're basically just been goofs and costumes on the outside. Yeah. Like, there's been no through line of this. And it continued here in immediately they go against MJF immediately MJF fires him uh, and then Stokely sends the firm after MJF MJF gets put through a table. Yeah. And if the plan is the wrestling trope of, oh, you know, I had those guys beat the shit out of me, but it was all part of the master plan because that's what we're going to do to fuck over John Moxley. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, if there's any master plan in any of this that needs to happen, it's that Regal and MJF were in cahoots. Like that huh. to me would be really fucking killer. You know, a villain knows a villain when he sees a villain, something like that. So Regal turns his back on the BCC. Yes. That would be fucking baller. Huh. Interesting. I hadn't considered that. But there's this whole firm thing now. So I'm like, I don't fucking know what's going to happen. And MJF is the most over guy in the company right now. So I don't know if you turn him heel. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of writing themselves into a corner here. But either way, it definitely feels like full gear will be the crowning moment for MJF. Yeah. Yeah. We we shall see. But then... uh, 
on Friday, good sir. It was the show we've been waiting for. Yeah, this show was on my TV and I was on my couch, but I was playing Marvel Snap the whole time. Yeah, yeah, so I, 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 I get very it. much paying attention. Uh, and it was a live rampage too. I know. I know. Um, but uh, we we had some things uh, bumped around. It was originally announced as John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta against 2.0. Yuta, as I said before, he got pulled off the show because he was working New Japan. So instead, we got John Mag- John Moxley defeating Matt Menard in a world title eliminator match. Would anyone have thought at all that Matt Menard was going to win this? No. And also, why the fuck is Mike Tyson joining commentary on Rampage next week? Uh, I uh, Atlantic City is, I guess, uh, a place where he's won matches in the past. That's where they that. are. I guess that's, uh, you know, and it's even later than it was Dynamite, so he's definitely going to be yawning on this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Moxley wins with a rear naked choke post-match. Stoke and Lee Moriarty comes out, and uh, Mox said uh, that, uh, you know what, on Wednesday it's going to be Mox versus Lee Moriarty for a shot at the AEW world title, which on paper I know will be a good match. Right, right, right. I right, like right. Lee Moriarty a lot. I think he's great, but I, I, I don't, I don't care. No, no, me either. But you know, I, I am enjoying Mox as a fighting champion. I like watching Mox wrestle. Um, so, you know, it's whatever. So they also announced there's going to be a world title eliminator tournament as they do every year going into full gear. Right. Uh, and first announced for the tournament was Dante Martin. War was to come. Uh, the annual title shot was going to be at Winter is Coming in, in mm-hmm. December. So I assume whoever this is is going against MJF. Uh, Jade Cargill was backstage working out and yelling about Nyla Rose stealing her belt. Then Keith Lee murdered Sepentico, which <laughs> literally led, in 10 seconds. Yeah. And then that led to a video from Swerve Strickland. Where he has Billy Gunn tied up in a chair, pulled out some pliers, and attacks Billy Gunn's hands. Well, the acclaimed came out first to confront Keith Lee. Oh, that's right. That's because right. Daddy Ass was missing, and they're like, where's yeah. your boy Swerve at? That's right. And then they showed this video. Yeah. And uh, the acclaimed ran off to find Billy Gunn. Swerve is now completely a psychopath, and I yeah. want to toss out the fantasy booking I saw online that I really want to be what okay. happens. So the way this started was Swerve and Keith Lee were supposed to be like uh Shaq and Kobe, uh-huh. you know, two guys who don't necessarily get along, but they're more effective together than they are apart. Right. Which they've done a very good job at so far. Yeah. And now it's clear. The gimmick is Swerve. It has lost his fucking mind. He's the absolute devious heel. Whereas Keith Lee, you know, still pretty upstanding. Yeah, the pitch that I've seen online in a few different places that I, I think is really compelling is Keith Lee becomes an even bigger monster than Swerve, and interesting. Swerve doesn't know what the fuck to do with this guy. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I don't. I mean, physicality wise, I buy uh, yeah. Keith Lee as that, but Keith Lee has always just been a, a just a just a teddy bear. I know that's going to be a he, big, he sounds a big like when he stretch. talks, he sounds like the dad from Tasmania. I understand. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Deep cut. Yeah. Can't you just imagine Keith Lehman promo offering you a tall, cool glass? OJ. <laughs> wow. 
I don't even know what to say to, say to that reference. Tay Mello defeated it, Madison Rain in less than taking 10 it minutes. to a new level here. Okay. <laughs> it was a match that happened. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, Lexi Nair is backstage with Ethan Page, but Ethan Page uh, is uh, entering himself into the World Title Eliminator Tournament. Um. And then the main event was Wardlow defeating Matt Taven for the TNT Championship. Okay. It was fine. Yep. It was fine. There's Matt Taven and some stupid-ass yep. gloves. Yep. So uh, announced for Dynamite this week in Baltimore, uh, we've got Marina Shafir for the TBS Championship, a belt that Jake Cargill doesn't physically have. Yeah. So so if Marina Shafir wins, will then Nyla Rose just say, oh, hey, you won this. Here's yours now. I, Is that how it would potentially I have go? No idea. Okay. Uh, we've got a sit down interview with Soraya and Britt Baker, uh, mm-hmm. as done by Renee Paquette. Chris Jericho defending the Ring of Honor world title against a former Ring of Honor world champion in an open challenge. We were talking a little bit about this on uh, on Soapbox. I, I do like the gimmick of Jericho facing all the former Ring of Honor champions. That he's capable of facing. That he's capable of facing. Right. Yeah. We're not going to get Tyler Black to show up. No, no. Um, so. Do you think Nigel McGinnis, any chance Nigel McGinnis gets cleared? I mean, that'd be awesome if Nigel got cleared. I, I, I yeah. don't think it's likely. Um, yeah. Homicide would be fun because I think they would have an awesome brawl. Loki mm-hmm. would be insane. Uh, Chris Daniels is right there, which would make sense. Yeah. Is uh, uh is Kyle O'Reilly still rehabbing? He had a surgery or something. He had right? neck surgery. Yeah, neck, neck surgery. surgery. Okay. So that's for right, see, Adam Cole. Out. Adam Cole could be out there, but then Adam Cole. Could yeah, but then he'd have to lose immediately. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. Not not so great. Um, <clears throat> Claudio is the uh, is another option. I mean, Samoa Joe is another option. Matt Taven is another option. I mean, didn't. Didn't TJ Perkins hold some kind of a title in Ring of Honor, Not TV the title, title or something? Though, but, they, no, but but he opened it up to any title, though. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking of people who aren't signed to WWE. Dragon Lee was TV champion. Up. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Bandito will be back officially. Yeah, but he, so, Jericho but, already beat Bandito. So. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But uh, uh, Arch Cassidy will be. Uh, wasn't Flamita one of the uh, six trios champs he was at one, one point? One of the six man champions. And yes. or Ray Horace would yeah. be cool. Yeah, that'd be Let's pretty Ray cool. Let's see Ray Horace pop up. Uh, I, don't I know. There's been a lot of champions in Ring of Honor's history, so there's right, a lot of right. possibilities. If he's opening up to non world champions. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be Mercedes Martinez because she's Ring of Honor women's champion. <laughs> you wouldn't know it, but she is. Honestly, uh, I would love to see a Jay Briscoe and Chris Jericho match. Oh, shit. That you don't have to have Jay Briscoe talk. Just have them show up. That would fucking over, roll. I and would. Then, yeah. Well, we know it's not going to be Jay Lethal because he's going against Darby Allen. Right. And it was explained on the show that uh, uh, Sting hasn't been around because Darby sent him off on his own. But Jay Lethal has a friend who knows Darby's weakness. I have no idea who this is going to be. Okay. And I don't know why they needed to complicate. Asshole. Yeah. I don't know why they needed to complicate what I thought was a really effective angle last week. Right. Like. Yeah. Lethal lost his shit, beat up Darby. Darby wants revenge. That's all you need. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Arch Cassidy's defending the All-Atlantic Championship against Luchasaurus and Ray Phoenix in a triple threat. We've got the daddy ass birthday bash. 
And of course, John Moxley going against Lee Moriarty. And then on uh, Rampage next Friday, uh, it is going to be an all Atlantic City dream match where the champion can defend against anyone of their choosing. So okay. Getting a random dream match. I have no idea what that's going to be. You know what? I'm going to throw out an idea here, Chris. All right. Lay it on me. We'll see if it happens. And uh, though I recognize how far we are into the show, this is not a joke answer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I could be wrong, but he was in the States as of last night. Could we get Orange Cassidy versus Minoru Suzuki? Oh, man. In AEW. I mean, that was the match that was presented and then robbed from us. Yes. Due to COVID. COVID took so. that away from us. Yeah. Could we get that next Friday on Rampage? That would be, that would fucking rule. And will it draw 1.5 million viewers? <laughs> if only me watching it 1.5 million times, yes. <laughs> but uh, do, do you have any thoughts who the who the person or, or who no persons might be? Uh, I mean... Knowing Orange Cassidy, I, I can't think of who he would really, in character, want to wrestle. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to wrestle anybody no, at any time. No, he doesn't. And, uh, Unless it was like somebody from the Fast and Furious franchise, which I know he's uh, very, uh, oh my god, Can very much imagine? a fan of. Lights go whole fan, out. Best friends versus the family. Yeah, lights go out, and all of a sudden, before the music hits, you just hear one word, gravely voice. Family. The Michelle Rodriguez popped out. <laughs> it's a chick fight. Let's go. <laughs> Ludacris pops up. Ludacris does a fucking tornado Fuck, DVD. Fucking Tyrese, man. It's got to be Tyrese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck else is in this shit? I don't know. Um, I don't even know. I've never seen any of these movies. That's all I got. Paul Walker's dead. And fucking <laughs> They're shambling corpse of Paul Walker. It, it ain't going to be The Rock or Roman Reigns. Uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. There we go. Hell yeah. That'd be pretty cool. All right. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Your lack of enthusiasm about the Fast franchise really, really breaks my heart. I, ref- I outrightly refuse. Unless I run out of every other thing to watch ever, I'm not watching these movies. I will continue to try to make you watch the Fast franchise as much as you continue to make me watch. Succession. I will never stop trying to get you to watch Succession. And I will never stop making you come to the movie equivalent of Olive Garden. When you watch a fast movie, your family. Your God damn it. <laughs> End the fucking show. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph.
This episode of The Rough House is brought to you by Lance Archer's new restaurant, Everybody Dines. That's right. When you walk through the front doors of Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, you're going to get just that. The opportunity to dine, and if you happen to dine and dash, you will die. Jake the Snake Roberts will grab you out front, pull you back inside, shove a crack pipe in your kid's mouth, piss in a bucket, as Lance Archer proceeds to tear you apart piece by piece. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, I have everything. Try the Tomahawk Murder Hawk Steak, as well as the Mohawk Chicken Tenders for the little kids. That's right, at Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, you dine, I dine, we all dine, everybody dines. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines.